We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Spins away, baseline shot, Shea puts it in, and walks it off in OKC. Giddy keeps it himself and takes it up as he glides with the finger roll. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Uncontested Postgame Show, part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network and DailyThunder.com. I'm your host for the night, J.D. Silva, here to discuss the Thunder's 124-115 to loss to the Phoenix Suns. Before I get in, uh, get into this game, be sure to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star rating if you have not done so already. You can also find us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok. Uh, it's a late one, folks. It is uh, almost midnight central time here in OKC. Uh, it's going to be uh, a little unhinged. I'm a sleepy man right now. We're pushing through. Tough game, no SGA. Uh, let's get into it. Thunder are now 28 and 30 on the season after this loss. 500 eludes this team once again. Will they be 500 by the time the season is over? We shall see. Uh, starting lineup for the night: you got Josh Giddy, you got Lou Dort, you got Isaiah Joe starting since SJ was out. You got J Dub and J Will. This game was on ESPN. Got to hear Richard Jefferson, JJ Redick on the broadcast. Uh, I'm sure. ESPN moved this game onto ESPN to see Kevin Durant and SGA, uh, and they got neither of them. So enjoy that. It was really nice to hear JJ and Richard talking about the Thunder in a positive and educated way, really talking up Mark, talking up the organization, how the rebuild's going. Uh, I enjoy informative broadcasts, and that's what we got tonight at least. Let's jump into our big takeaways from the night. I have three for you. Isaiah Joe had a career night. Super exciting. Really happy for him. We will get into exactly what that night looked like. Big takeaway number two, J-Dub's consistency. He was the uh, second best player for OKC tonight. Um, Just really good. He also had the Devin Booker assignment. Um, Awesome game for him again. Third big takeaway, sort of two lumped together, but Lou Dort and Josh Giddey's offensive struggles. Uh, So let's start breaking down this game. Uh, Feel free to leave comments, asking any questions if you'd like throughout the show. Uh, We'll keep it short since it's so late, but thank you guys for sticking with me. So diving into this game, uh, quarter one, 
we get, and we have seen recently, an uh, an aggressive Josh Giddy. Uh, Josh, with SGA being out, is going to be tasked with more, more of an offensive role. So we saw that right away from Josh, um, driving, 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 really getting into these floaters. Um, really curious to see how Josh continues to evolve on that end. I had a tweet uh, tonight about how whenever Josh is pegged with being the main option offensively, or like a one A to J Dub's one B. Uh, he doesn't have too deep of a of a bag right now, if you want to say. Uh, it's usually just a floater, 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 and if that's not going in, uh, he can struggle. And Phoenix is a really good defensive team, so he did he did struggle tonight. We'll jump into that. Uh, early on, the Thunder just kept fouling jump shooters. Uh, CP and D-Book are just really good at drawing fouls on those mid-range shots, and uh, they got three in the first quarter off of OKC. Uh, which ended up being really similar to the free throw discrepancy at the end of the game. So those are some important fouls uh, that were picked up early in this game uh, by OKC. The Thunder actually ended up being in the bonus like six minutes into this into this uh, first quarter, which was tough, kind of killed the pace early on. Um, the Thunder were able to keep pace on their own, though, by generating turnovers early, uh, running the fast break. Uh, they just never really let any team off the hook anymore. Um I think that, that kind of stopped with this season, and they, they didn't let the Suns off the hook tonight either, even without SGA. Um, Isaiah Joe came out right away, as he always does, just ready to play. Uh, had a really good first quarter. Um, got to do a little bit more off the dribble, uh, stringing together a couple dribble moves, hitting a few mid-range jumpers. Uh, we saw that early on, and it was a sign of things to come because he just kind of kept going uh, after that. Uh, Isaiah Joe is also one of the only guys tonight that could consistently score uh, with SJ being out. So we we saw signs of that early on. Uh, first quarter ends 30-29. to 29. Uh, The Thunder lead. I think that would be the only quarter the Thunder ended up leading throughout this game. That was a bit of a struggle. Uh, we do see J-Dub come out uh, really aggressive at the start of the quarter, too. Um, see some, some Saric minutes, some older Poku minutes, if you will. Um, trying to get revenge on his old team. Didn't really work, but he hit a three. That was cool. Um, this is also the, the quarter where we see J-Dub and Isaiah Joke really stand out as the clear two best players for OKC in this game. Um, it was just kind of their show in the second quarter. Giddy took a bit of a back seat and just kind of helped activate those two guys. Um, but boy, they were awesome. Isaiah Joe, really, really, really awesome. Uh, this is... He, Isaiah Joe ends this quarter with 21 points on 8 of 11 shooting. Uh, J-Dub ends up with, I don't know exactly how many points, but he had, I think, 15 or 16 by the time the first half ended. Uh, just really good stuff. Uh, Isaiah Joe really starts to create space for this team in a way we have not seen for a lot of guys. Um, it's it's awesome to have someone that, that does have gravity. It's not usually something you think of. You, like, you think of Shea has a ton of gravity as a, as a driver, but... Whenever Shea is driving, who else is creating space just by just by existing on the perimeter? It's like kind of have to watch J Dub. Not a ton of other guys are going to really be a threat from beyond the arc off the catch like that, though. So Isaiah Joe, super valuable. You wonder if Chet's going to come in and be able to do that. Um, but moving on at the end of the half, Isaiah Joe, like I said, had 21 to end the half. That trend would continue throughout the game, albeit not at the same rate. That first half ends 60 to 65, Thunder down by five. Uh, quarter three, Isaiah Joe comes out, immediately hits a three. He's got a career high, 
24 points at the start of the third. Um, and then we start to see some of that momentum kind of leave OKC. Uh, you knew it was going to be tough to find offense. You got a guy that averages 30 points on the bench in street clothes. Where else are you going to find those points? You got a ton of them early on from Isaiah Joe. That kind of felt like, okay, Isaiah Joe cannot keep scoring at this rate. So we need we need a Lou Dort. We need a Josh Giddy to kind of step up and fulfill their regular role. And if the Thunder are going to win this game, that's what we need to happen. J-Dub did his job. Isaiah Joe did more than his job. So we need something else from those two. And we didn't. We did not get it tonight. Um, Lou Dort had uh, some standout bad shot selection in the third quarter and beyond. Uh, Josh really struggled to finish around the rim. Uh, didn't wasn't really a threat from the perimeter either tonight. I think he may have only taken one three. I'll double check that box score once we go over some of the personal analysis after this. But just a tough. You you could kind of feel the wind being taken out of the Thunder sails by Josh and Lou tonight from from their struggles offensively. Um, they they did go on quite the offensive drought, but uh, our hero, Trey Mann, came off the bench, hit two big threes, um, kind of knocked the hell out of campaign on one possession later in this game. Um, then, the, then the fourth quarter comes, and you can kind of tell that the game is truly slipping away from OKC. They do end up getting it down, and we can kind of speed up the, the recap, but they do get the game down to six really late feels a little bit fluky though you can kind of tell the trend is leaning towards okay phoenix phoenix is going to win this one um just not enough juice for okc and that's okay Uh, as we know they played an overtime game last night against utah it's the second night of a back-to-back your best player is missing it's tough not every game without sga can be the boston game that was a blast but they cannot all be like that that was like a massive 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 outlier um, so let's let's get into some personal analysis. We can talk about that more. Um, I want to start out with Isaiah Joe. Let's give him some flowers. Um, his box score, his final box score for the night, a career night for Isaiah Joe, 28 points, 7 rebounds, 11 of 17 from the field, hit 6 of 12 from 3. Um, just really happy, really happy for that guy. Uh, he deserves uh, the hype he's now getting. Uh you got the three-point shout-out from J.J. Redick. Three-point contest shout-out from J.J. Redick. Hopefully, we see Isaiah in it next year. Um, just really awesome. He is just... He reminds me of... Uh, one of my favorite players for the Thunder uh, was Anthony Morrow. And he reminds me of that guy as far as just someone you know. Thunder haven't had a lot of guys like this where if they catch the ball, you kind of just know expect it to go in when they shoot it. Uh, but Morrow... Just couldn't move laterally like at all. So it was tough to play him unless you're playing him for like three minute stretches. But Isaiah Joe's different. He threw down a few dunks tonight uh, that looked awesome. He's way more athletic uh, and and modern of a player of of that archetype. So Thunder really lucky to have him. Uh, this is a joke, obviously, but he's he it wouldn't be too hard for Isaiah Joe to be the Thunder's best ever free agent signing uh, because the other ones are probably Anthony Morrow and like Patrick. Patterson or was it Peterson? I'm a Vikings fan. There's a cornerback that is also a Patrick Peterson or Patterson. Who knows? It's been a while. Um, so awesome game for Isaiah Joe. He was the uncontested player of the game for the night. Uh, love to see that. Let's move on to, before we get into Jada, let's talk about Josh 
for a little while. Uh, Josh struggled last night as well. Um, struggled tonight, 3 of 14 from the field, 0 of 1 from 3. Finished with 7 points, 5 assists, 4 rebounds. Josh is only 20 years old. He's still figuring th- some things out about his own game, about how to blend in with the NBA landscape, especially on a night when his co-star is not there and he has the spotlight on him. Josh is, when you look at Josh Giddy, his, his primary skill is not like all-star level shot creator, like not creating his own offense. He works best as an activator for others and he can play off of them very easily. He can, he can make the smart cut. He can make the smart like hockey pass to others. He can rebound like hell. Um, early early in his career, he's he's almost more of a like super glue guy rather than like, oh, you can give this guy the ball and he'll just make shit happen on his own. That's not who Josh is right now, and that's okay. We know what his trajectory is, and I think it's uh, better than what he's shown now. I think he is just limited on offense uh, at the moment. He's he's a good driver. He's really big. He can back guys down. Uh, but he's just had he's having trouble finishing at the rim right now. Uh, his January that we saw was really good. I think he averaged like 19, 8, and 6 for the month of January. Uh, so we'll see if he gets back to that. Uh, if not, let's not panic. It's fine. Uh, he's, like I said, 20 years old. Um, I've talked about this before on a post game, but I think Josh's game is really going to open up whenever he has someone that can roll to the rim. Um, and I mean Chet. Chet is who I'm talking about. Someone that is a lob threat and a roll threat. That'll open up his game. He just doesn't have that outlet right now. Um, and that's okay. Um, he'll figure it out. He'll figure it out. And uh, it's good for him to struggle through games like tonight. As long as he may, is able to maintain his confidence, which I think he's a mature guy. I think he can understand that nights like this are going to happen. Just have to work through it. Um, and I think he will. Curious to see how he plays on Sunday. Um, maybe SGA is back and that gives him more room to operate in his own lane that he's comfortable in right now. Um, he's going to keep working on his three-point shot. That'll come, we think, with Chip England on the roster. It might take a couple years. That's all right. Um, I'm I'm just, I'm just super curious to see what his other at-the-rim, driving-to-the-rim moves will be. Because it, right now, like I said, it's, it's the floater. It's the floater. It's the floater. What else does he, what else does he do on offense in the future? We've seen him do this little step-back turnaround shot before that looks good. I wonder if that's something that the coaching staff like encourages him to pursue or if they think that's not an efficient shot and he shouldn't do it. Uh, we'll see. Uh, love Josh. Great player. Had some really awesome assists to J-Dub tonight. You should look him up. Uh, you can watch the replays on uh, ESP or NBA.com. They're awesome. Really nice connections to him. Uh, his passing is just special, really special, and that's what makes Josh a special player with a higher ceiling um, despite his offensive uh, pain points right now. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Let's talk about J-Dub, though. Jadab's awesome. Uh, almost every night, uh, he is awesome. He had 22 points. He had four assists and six rebounds on the night. He had a steal also, two turnovers, eight of 14 from the field, uh, one of three from three. Um, I really like Jadab next year. I'm so curious to, to see what he looks like. Because if his shot improves, which it looks like it will, his shot form looks sound. Um, he could just, he could really, really open up. Um, I don't know if there could, if there will be a sophomore slump for Jalen, for J-Dub, Jalen Williams. Um, he's, he's just awesome. He knows, he knows his role. He doesn't ever really do too much. Doesn't ever feel like he's doing, there, uh, there's been a few nights this season where it feels like he's doing too little, but in general, he just feel like he all, is always fitting the right role. Um, and his role tonight, he knew he had to score a bit more and he did put up 22. Looked really good doing it. Had some awesome lobs uh, or some some catched passes from Josh Giddy that led to dunks. Um, awesome stuff from him. I thought he did fine on the Devin Booker matchup. Uh, Devin Booker was nine of twenty one from the field, one of seven from three. I'd like to think J Dub's length played a part in that. Um, those long ass arms are hard to shoot over. Uh, let me say. So awesome game from him once again. Uh, let's move on to who should we talk about next? Who should it be? Maybe Lou Dort. Maybe let's talk a little bit about Lou Dort. We're kind of given we're giving you the uh, the positive negative sandwich here. We'll give you another positive in a second. So Lou Dort, uh, five of seventeen from the field, one of seven from three, uh, ten rebounds, one assist, seventeen points on the night. So we talked about Josh and how his inefficiencies are not really like a worry and that his mentality is still there. He still offers a lot to the team as a passer, as a connector. I think the conversation around Lou Dort is different than that. Uh, Lou Dort, so the Thunder right now are drafting, when they're really drafting players, they're drafting players that are big, 
especially like big relative to their average position that have a great feel for the game um, and that know how to pass and dribble. Those are the, those are the main things. There are more things like shooting that's obviously helpful to have, uh, but those are the main things. Feel for the game and size. If we want to really hone down uh, those attributes to two things. I don't think Lou Dort really fits into either of those as much as he has developed in Oklahoma City's system since he was uh, undrafted and signed with us. He, uh, it's, it's tough some nights. He really does not see the court well uh, on nights where he's tasked, specifically on nights where he is tasked uh, for doing more. He kind of it felt like he came out and, I mean, he was tied for most shot attempts on the night with Isaiah Joe, who was hot as hell. So it it's tough to see what Lou Dort offers. It, I mean, it's, it's tough to like hone in on the positives with Lou whenever it does feel like he is damaging at times. Like he is a guy that can take the wind out of the offense's sails pretty easily. Uh, he missed... I saw uh, our friend Jacob Niffin tweet that he missed Isaiah Joe on multiple open looks tonight, and he, he misses guys a lot on his drives. His drives, let, we could talk about how Ludor has improved as a driver. 100% he has. What he has not improved at is having vision on those drives, finding his teammates on those drives. He kind of keeps his head down. Uh, on the last post game I did, I mentioned that Lou Dort just kind of plays football out there sometimes, like a running back, just tucks that ball in uh, and keeps his head down and drives to the rim and just throws shit up. And that's a lot of what was happening tonight. He's just uh, doing a little too much is the easiest way to say it. Doing a little bit too much. Shooting through, just continuing to pull up contested threes whenever he is one of five, one of six. Whenever there are other options, maybe pass it more. I just, I, I really wonder how long do the Thunder keep a guy like this on the team if he's really not fitting the vision. He's not really making the right decisions. This, I feel like decision making is such a big deal to Mark, and that's why he pulls a lot of younger players off the court so quickly. I don't know if Lou Dort makes good decisions all the time. He's just a workhorse. He feels like a player of the uh, of a different era of Thunder basketball. Feels like he would have fit on the Thunder teams of old, or like the Grizzlies today. He seems like that kind of guy, and I don't just say that because of the Dylan, the, the Dylan Brooks comparison. Uh, so really tough night for Lou. Feel bad for him. That's how it goes. Uh, we'll keep talking about him as the season unfolds. Curious to see if he would be a guy that will be kind of packaged. He has a very tradable contract is all I will say. And he, he's a guy that may not fit well moving forward. Uh, moving on to some other players. Uh, Jay will had a really nice game. Little mini Al Horford performance for him. 10 points, five assists, five rebounds, a steal, uh, drew, drew a charge, I believe. And I think Kenrich also drew a charge. They're kind of competing to see who can have the most, uh, in our season, he's awesome. Um, and he, he's awesome and also kind of making me feel like I'd rather see him over GRE right now. I know GRE is coming coming back from a long layoff because of an injury. 
but Jay will just uh, is making things happen on the court. Like he looks really good. He's operating from the elbow, making the right pass, getting others involved. Is able to hit an open three. He was two of three from three tonight. So not a huge number, uh, but it's just a really his feel for the game feels very natural, uh, and I, I love seeing him out there. And I hope he gets more minutes moving forward. He's awesome. Um, we could talk about the guy I just compared him to, JRE. Played 10 minutes, uh, only took one shot. It was an open three. Had Somehow had four assists. Somehow had four assists. I don't have, I'm guessing those are all the Isaiah Joe, <laughs> if I'm being honest. Uh, but he, I don't think he's hit a shot since he returned from injury, uh, which is tough. Uh, Isaiah, uh, uh, JRE does feel like someone that could be replaceable. Uh, and I don't mean that as an insult to JRE. Uh, I just mean we kind of we talked about JRE last season as oh he does all the little things he's our next Nick Collison he does all the little things we didn't really talk about how he does the like he that also kind of means he's not a standout player you know so when you see a guy like Jay Will come in and kind of kind of dictate the offensive flow when he's standing at the elbow and do some special stuff and knock down shots and take charges. Uh, it makes you want to see him. He's just more exciting than JRE. And uh, JRE, you know, it's only, it's only a second year. We see, we've seen a second year slump for a lot of Thunder rookies the last four years or so. So we'll see. Uh, he's still getting back in rhythm. Uh, we'll see how he develops. Uh, another, uh, just quickly, another Lindy Waters cameo tonight. Five minutes. Don't know why. Can we see? Usman soon. Can we maybe see Usman Jang on the court soon instead of Lindy Waters? It's all right. I'm looking forward to that moment. It will happen. Uh, Trey Mann actually had a pretty nice game. We can talk about him really quick. Uh, 11 points, two of three from three, hit those in a crucial uh, part of the third quarter when the Thunder had not scored in a long time. Four of, four of seven from the field, kicked the shit out of campaign, knocked him down. Campaign little toxic tonight may i say finger like finger guns to the camera after hitting a big three with 10 minutes to go in the fourth can we calm down campaign please we didn't do anything wrong to you aaron wiggins minus 21 <laughs> plus minus of minus 21 uh pretty tough but it i don't really uh that doesn't matter that much to me. I think Aaron Wiggins is generally the same every night that he plays. And I, and by that, I mean, he's just a solid three and D with, with a little bit of driving sprinkled in wing. Awesome game. That's the way it goes. Kenrich Williams, same thing. Three of nine from the field. Who cares? He played his role. Eight points, five fouls. My man. Thank you. Drew a charge also. But uh, Yeah. Once again, the Thunder are two games below 500. The last post game I did, I think the same damn thing happened. The Silva curse might be alive and well, folks. It might be alive and well. Uh, let's look ahead really quickly, and then we can uh, get out of here. Next couple games, they're both against the Kings. So the Thunder have now lost two in a row, one to Utah, one to Phoenix. Next two games are against the Kings, who are pretty stinking good. And SGA is listed as day-to-day. -day. So, uh, 
Hopefully the Thunder don't go 0-4 in that stretch. Hopefully SGA can come back for the game on Sunday. And uh, the next game is on Tuesday, so there's a little bit of rest in there. If he's Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.